0: Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Kendra Scott, founder and CEO of her namesake jewelry company. The brand has been through a financial crisis before, and since it's been valued at $1 billion. I wanted to ask Kendra about her secrets for getting through rough patches, plus what she's come to know about long-term success in fashion. Welcome, Kendra. Thank you, Jill. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. And look at you. You are multitasking today. What is going on? So today is
1: my first annual women's summit for the Kendra Scott Women's Entrepreneurial Leadership Institute at the University of Texas. So it's that a really a exciting day. <laughs> it, is a, it is a mouthful. We call it the Welly, the switches makes it a lot easier, but yeah. it really is a big day to really celebrate women uh, leaders and entrepreneurs. And you know, our slogan there is we empower women to lead and we encourage the world to follow. And it's a really just amazing thing to see happening today. So yes, very busy
0: day, but a very exciting one to say the least. Very exciting. Well, we can kind of start there, a related topic. I just know that as opposed to some brands that have maybe, I, I wouldn't say jumped on the bandwagon, but have recently gone to uh, doing things uh, philanthropically. Phil- <laughs> philanthropy has been, I guess, at the at the center of all you, you've done since, would you say that's been since 2002 when you launched or how, when did that come into play?
1: Yes. I mean, for me, that was always the definition of success. Uh, My first company was a headwear company and I created headwear for women undergoing chemotherapy uh, after I had lost my stepfather to cancer and during his battle. Um, And so with him, he really had always said to me, Kendra, you know, use the gifts that you were given to do something good and, you know, find something that you're passionate about and share that passion with others. So when I started Kendra Scott, after my hat hat business didn't work out the way I had hoped it would, I really knew for me, one, I was a new mom. So I wanted to be, create a business that allowed me to be a present mother. Uh, and I loved fashion. I've loved it since I was a little girl. But after losing my stepfather, I also wanted to make an impact. I wanted to use the gifts I was given to make the world hopefully a better place. And so from day one, I decided if anybody would call that needed help, I could make a pair of earrings. I could make a necklace. I would always have something to give, even at that time when I was just struggling as a young entrepreneur. But to me, that was how I measured it. And here we are 19 years later. Since 2010, we've given over $30 million to women's and children's charities. And I think that's what drives all of us uh, at Kendra Scott. We get up every day with such passion in our hearts because we're not just making beautiful products. Uh, we are changing people's lives for the better.
0: That's so awesome. Definitely. Um, would you say you've maybe throughout all of this, let's, let's bring it into this year, um, with your marketing, with what you're putting out in social media, has that changed at all? I mean, would, I would think that what you're putting out there is probably, um, heartwarming always. Um, Mm -hmm. but has your, has your messaging changed? No, I mean, the message has always been there. I think for many years,
1: we didn't talk as much about what we were doing philanthropically. Uh, It was just something that we were doing. Uh, We were living it every day. We had philanthropic outreach managers in every single market that were meeting with local nonprofits. And this was just part of our brand, part of what we did. And we really weren't talking about it that much. We were doing all these amazing things, but a lot of times people didn't know about it. And when we started to realize, you know, look, family, fashion, philanthropy, those are our core pillars, We need people to know that we're doing these things. We have these Kendra Gives Back events. We're in hospitals doing Kendra Cares events for pediatric patients. We wanted to get more of the messaging out there so that we could do more and make a bigger impact in the communities that we're in. Uh, I have over 108 stores nationwide. And so in each of those communities, we're able to really identify the nonprofits and the individuals, frankly, that might need extra help and support. And we as a brand can do that for them. And so we really are trying to celebrate those moments more and also share uh, these different things that we're doing so our customers can also get involved. Because I think that was the thing that we were missing for a little bit is that our company was doing all these things, but we kept hearing from our customers, well, we want to know about this, or we want to be part of this, or how can we help with this? So we have really Really kind of put that megaphone onto all the things that we're doing to allow our customers now to be able to support these different nonprofits and organizations that are near to dear to their hearts. And it really, it really is exciting to see that it's actually upticked even more. What and right now, now more than yeah. ever, people need our help. People need help, right? This is a really difficult time. And uh, I'm glad that our brand can shine a little bit of light uh, where you know there are some dark spots right now.
0: For sure. I feel like um, we had a leader on your, I, I guess, among your events team speak at one of our events before. And it, it, it seems like, yes, those stores, those 100 plus stores are really crucial to this strategy. With this year, with the closures, mm-hmm. how were you able to, I guess, maintain that momentum or maybe, yeah, what was the pivot there? Well, I think, you know, first of all, we
1: kept hearing all, you know, when you started as a CEO of a retail business, uh, March was scary. There were lots of sleepless nights, uh, many, you know, five hour long board calls of trying to figure out what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And the thing I just brought it back to in every single call was where does our customer need us right now? How do we focus on our core pillars, the things that have always been important to our brand, and let's focus on doing the right thing first. And that was making sure that our customers and our Kendra Scott family were safe and healthy. So the big decision, I was one of the first retailers to close all of our stores and made that call that we were shutting them down uh, in mid-March. And. You know, it was a big like I remember it going, you know, but this was the right thing to do. And, it, and it, yes, it looked scary from the top line to do that uh, every day. That revenue of 100 plus stores is a scary thing to know that you're just cutting it off. But more important for me, it was how are we going to support our team members during this? And how do we get to our customer where she's at in this moment? Because she's scared, too. She's right. at home. She has her children at home. So let's start communicating with her right away and let her know that we're also here to help. We started campaigns with Feeding America. We realized quickly that there were so many children that weren't getting school lunches and how important it was that we, you know, get in there and help make sure that the ch- that our children here in the United States are being fed. And so we started working with our customers to create opportunities to help feed that our children of the United States. And we did over 6 million, I think it's now more than that, meals, right? Like right out of the box because of the ability for our customers to get engaged. And, you know, I think we just started listening uh, to her and meeting her where she was at. And as we each day, we'd wake up and it was like, okay, we didn't know what today was going to bring, we didn't know how long this was going to last. But we just knew each day, let's wake up and do the best we can. Let's listen to our customer. Let's pivot, shift when we need to, and be agile. Uh, and that's what we did. And, you know, we're sitting here today, our, our, our e-commerce business grew 350%. Awesome. Um, our customer also was there for us. 18 years of this connection that we've built with our customers, very different than a lot of brands, Jill. You know, we've been there for some of her darkest moments. Uh, You know, we have customers that after they're done getting chemotherapy treatment, they come to our stores and we're there waiting for them with open arms. Uh, Customers who have needed help with medical bills do Kendra Gives Back events in our stores. And we're there as a community supporting them or meeting them in one of our hospitals and next to their children's bedside, we connected with them as they created a piece of jewelry and we tried to bring them a little joy. The moments that our brand has had, it's not checking a box of philanthropy. We're there. We've showed up every day for 18 years. And when the pandemic hit, our customers showed up for us too.
0: Definitely. Would you say um, the stores are crucial, uh, moving forward to that, I guess, recipe. Um, and yeah, has your approach to to retail changed at all? No, I think the stores, I mean, you know, I
1: get this question asked so much. Oh, it's the end of brick and mortar. Right? There's not going to be any more retail stores. And I'm, I'm fiercely disagreeing, not because I have them, yeah. uh, because clearly we could shift. We could close our stores. We could go to a whole digital online platform. But that's not the right thing to do because our stores, it's a place of community. And I believe that the human touch is never going to die. People need to see each other, celebrate each other love each other, and we do that in a community setting. And even though we can be on our screens and little boxes and still see each other, the desire to be able to have places to connect, restaurants, delis, coffee shops, places like Kendra Scott, those places are important. And I think retailers today, understanding that the places you create, if you're creating them for an experience and creating community, you will survive. And so it's not because I have over 100 retail stores that I'm saying it. I've gotten to witness firsthand that, you know, we believe at Kendra Scott,
0: it's connection before transaction. Right on. Um, so I feel like people don't understand the extent to which your stores stores are a community community spaces. Uh, I think that, is it right that every store has maybe an average of a, 100 plus events a year or something bananas? <laughs> It is bananas. <laughs> it really is bananas. I think, you
1: know, we just we do thousands and thousands and thousands of events. During the pandemic, we, you know, we were very involved with Kendra Gives Back events. And I was so concerned because that was such a big source of us to reach out into our local communities. And quickly our teams pivoted to create virtual Kendra Gives Back events. And those events actually have been doing better because it's now allowing people from all over the world really, to participate in nonprofits and events, maybe from their hometown or places they grew up, or for their friend that may live in a different city, but they know that they're struggling and maybe need help with their medical bills or whatever it might be. So it's just been outrageous to see how fun it is that still, even though we're not physically able to meet right now, we're still able to do this virtually, but that physical component of getting people with like-minded hearts and spirit together in a room, in a space Uh, is something that you can't explain, right? And we've all been in those moments. And so it really is, you know, that type of community. We do Kendra Gives Back events. We have Color Bar, which is this interactive experience where our customers can come up and just pick, you know, oh, I like that earring. And she can select her stone. She actually gets to look at the stones laid out on the table in front of her. And then while she's sipping a glass of champagne, she can watch those stones being set right in front of her and leave with a custom piece of jewelry. That's a memorable experience. Uh, we have birthday parties, you know, for women at the color bar. And so, you know, we've really tried to create a place where you can just come and be. And like I said, I don't mind. Nobody cares. If you don't leave with a little yellow Kendra Scott bag, it's okay. But if you don't leave with a smile, then we got a problem. So if you leave (laughs) with a smile, then that's success for us. We've made a connection to you.
0: Yes. What would you say is the future of the in-store experience? You've obviously invested a lot in the customization element, the events. Uh, will, Will that all stay put or what else is to come? You know, in our flagship store in Austin, Texas, we actually took our kind
1: of event space to a whole nother level and created Sips and Sweets, which is a bakery slash coffee bar <laughs> slash wine champagne. We have rosé all day uh, that is churning around uh, and it's just this fun space. We actually have local female bakers who provide all of the pastry. So supporting other entrepreneurs, other female founders was really important to me. And I think that concept, we've seen the success of women just coming together you know, even working there with their Wi-Fi and being around this energy of women empowering women uh, has really been something f- fantastic to see. And I do think that's something we're going to continue to expand upon as we look at our retail. Is how can we cre- also create just places for people to come and and share ideas with each other and just share time with one another? Community is going to be extremely important for any brand that wants to survive, and it has to be authentic, Jill. It has to come from the yep. heart, like you said when we started. Uh, this has been for me, this has been my mission from day one. I didn't do it because I knew, oh, this will be the trend that people will. <laughs> I did it because it was the right thing to do for me. It was what was important to my values is I wanted to do something more. And, you know, you can see through that. And I think brands really have to take an authentic approach uh, for customers to really to, to align with them.
0: Yeah, talk about meeting with your customer where she is. I know am I correct that a majority of your your stores are in the south or in the midwest. I I of course have been to an event at your Soho location, but um where is she? You know, it's exci- it's interesting that you asked that
1: question because she First of all, who is she is what I care a lot about. And what I love is to is to see our customer because she is a variety of ages, right? We have everyone from, you know, the, the college girl up to her mother, to her grandmother, her little sister. Uh, I walk in the store so many times and I'll see three generations shopping together and everyone is finding something they love. And that to me is just kind of a wow moment, especially in fashion, to be able to kind of see that trans transformation transcends age. Uh, We started in the South. And so, you know, a lot of brands you look at, you look at Nordstrom, uh, it took them a hundred years to get to New York City. Uh, And so they started on the West Coast. And so you've got to think about, you know, we started in Austin, Texas. We were a Texas-bound brand. And we really started to just kind of mushroom from there, uh, you know, Texas is a, is it's like its own little country, Jill. So we had a we had a lot of ground to cover as we continue to grow our business. And it really is a state that is uh, really supports their own, uh, very local driven. And I really believe gave me the wings to fly when I started. I was told to be a fashion brand to be taken seriously, you had to start on the coasts. Uh, and I always love it when somebody tells me that I'm doing something wrong or I can't do it because I can't wait to prove them wrong. <laughs> and I really do believe that Austin is such a melting pot. Uh, here you have the you know University of Texas. It's really bringing in so many influences from both the West and the East Coasts, And it's just this really creative city. And so part of what has made our brand special is the DNA of Austin, Texas, taking that out into the United States. If you look at our Soho store, you'll see, I remember when I would have first started, I would have thought if I tell them I'm from Texas, I might not make it in New York because I'm not from the coast. I proudly have on my Soho store, founded in Austin, Texas, 2002, because I wanted people to know we're different and we're here with a different vibe, right? We're bringing you something fresh and new. So it's been really fun to see it kind of go from Texas through the South, through the Midwest, you know, and now reaching out into the coast. And, uh, you know, the brand has really grown by word of mouth and people love the product. I mean, the, be- the product is beautiful. It's semi-precious stones. It's, you know, we're, we're looking at trend, but trying to keep things that are timeless. But they're also really connected to what we're doing uh, from a philanthropic standpoint. I mean, we have a customer yep. who has a heart that beats for her community. She loves fashion uh, and she's got a bold personality. And, that, and that's who we attract as a brand.
0: Let's take a quick break. So you're clearly investing in stores. You your de- your e-commerce growth is amazing. Talk to me about where wholesale uh, plays into this, because we we're definitely used to seeing the the Kendra Scott section at the Bloomingdale's or whatever wherever we're shopping. You know, wholesale is how we
1: started. Uh, I started this business after my retail hat store. I was terrified to get back into retail again. I was like, "There is no way I'm going to get back into that scary business." Uh, it says the lady with over 108 stores today, but I, I our wholesale was really our, was everything when I started out. And you know, stores like Nordstrom and they gave me a chance as a very young designer. Literally making jewelry out of her bedroom. I don't think I told them those facts in the early days. I I shipped my first Nordstrom order out of my dining room, Jill. So (laughs) it was, uh, we've really come a long way, but they really have been such a huge foundation of this brand and will continue to be. Uh, They, you know, I wasn't able to, I didn't have big ad ad budgets. I, I started my company with $500 and a dream. And you know, thankfully, with the support of some of these retailers who believed in our brand and, and believed in me, uh, really gave me an opportunity to build something and got our name out there on a much more national scale. So yeah. it, they will always be great partners. I mean, I look at Dillard's as a partner right now. They have participated in so many of our philanthropic efforts, really jumped on board to to just take hold and harness of our core values and mirror those because they're important to them as well. And I always say we're stronger together, you know, the more we can continue to help each other, support each other. And again, really think about what's most important. It's our customer, and what she needs. And if she wants to buy my product at one of our, you know, wholesale accounts, I want to make sure that experience is the best, most awesome experience it can possibly be for her and vice versa. So, you know, I really enjoy working with our wholesale partners and I love seeing where our business continues to grow with them as we've evolved over the last 19 years.
0: Yes. Do you have a a number in mind where you would, the ideal number, maybe it is where it stands as far as the breakdown of um, direct versus um, through a third third party retailer. Yeah, for
1: us, we obviously now through having you know so many of our own retail stores and such a big drive through .dot com majority of my business today is direct to our consumer, uh, but still you know growing. We are at around twenty percent wholesale and love having those accounts. And I think for us, as we look internationally, uh, wholesale partnerships are going to be extremely important for us as we start to dip our toe in international waters. Having that support of established retail brands that can really help, again, just do what happened for me when I started here uh, you know, 18 years ago was what you know, Nordstrom and others did for us. I feel like it's going to be extremely important as we look at scaling internationally. And so that's something that we're really excited to do right now, obviously, through the pandemic things and priorities shifted a bit, but, uh, but still think that's an important aspect of our business moving forward.
0: That's exciting. What markets are you eyeing? I
1: knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> you know, again, we're, we want to go where our customer wants us. And that is how we've grown our retail stores. So we look at, you know, where is she buying wholesale? Where is she coming from with our e-commerce? When those two things start to meet, uh, we realize, that hmm, OK, let's pay attention to this area, this region we're gonna be doing similar things as we look internationally. I really believe we're gonna start to build up some of our wholesale distribution uh, at a little bit higher level once we can get past this pandemic. And then as we start to see customers and excitement in those regions and start to see it also on our e-commerce site or their e-commerce site, Then that's where we're going to really start to focus. I think we still have a lot to learn. And and for me, I don't want to make any hard, fast decisions. I'm going to, I'd rather sit and really understand, do some research, make sure we're doing the right thing uh, before we do it. We've always been a very thoughtful company because in the early days, Jill, I couldn't make a mistake. Yeah. I didn't have, uh, you know, investing, investment capital or venture capital behind me. I was doing this all on my own through lines of credit and credit card debt. And, and so I really had to make thoughtful decisions. And that's something that we continue to do even as we are in this different stage today.
0: Definitely. I, I know, am I correct, 2016 or so uh, sold a large minority stake of the company. What, what's happening in terms of um, investment um, and ownership of the company now?
1: Yeah, so I am still majority shareholder of Kendra Scott, and that was really important to me. Uh, This is my namesake brand. It is part of me, right? And I really wanted to make sure that we were, uh, I was still navigating the ship, so to speak, and I was really fortunate in finding great partners in Berkshire Partners. Again, The key thing for us when we were going through that decision was finding a partner that really, one, aligned with my core values, that understood what was important, uh, and that also was in it for a longer term run with us. I didn't want to have to go through this process in (laughs) another two to three years. They're in it for a longer term. Uh, They hold a lot of their deals over 10 years. And that was something that was really important to me. I didn't want to be rushed to have to do something again. Uh, And they've really been so helpful, especially right now. I mean, to have a partner like them, I always say that, you know, when you're thinking about picking a partner, you pick the ones that how are they going to react when things aren't going well, not how are they react when everything's going great. Yeah, and uh, when I picked them, I really thought about that, and and they here we are in a global pandemic, and I can't tell you how thankful I am that I have partners that can stay calm and be collaborative and thoughtful about all of the and handle decisions the right way, the way that are, was important to me. Uh, so I'm very thankful that I have that. But again. I have no, uh, I want to be here as long as I possibly can. I love, uh, you know, being the visionary, the CEO, the lead designer. uh, You know, I'm still young, a youngish lady. (laughs) So I've got a lot of energy in in, in this tank to go. And so we've
0: got a lot (laughs) more fun to have for many years to come. Totally. Well, you, you went through the 2008-2009 uh, financial crisis. Were there learnings in terms of where you should invest in, in I guess, rough patches, where you should pull back? Um, what did you learn from that time that, that played into uh, this year?
1: Oh, you know, I'm so thankful for that sweet gift, the recession. <laughs> people think, Kendra, are you crazy? And I do. I honestly believe we would not be talking today if that recession didn't happen because it forced me to have to run my business differently. Uh, when the recession hit, I was only selling wholesale, Jill. And so I had not been selling direct to consumer. And I realized that all of the power and the future of my brand laid in the hands of my buyers mm-hmm. or my the retailers I was selling to. And that was a scary moment because I had lost control uh, and I needed to get control back. And the only way I knew I could do that is I needed to focus on the most important Person, and that was the customer. So quickly pivoting my business to say, we're going to focus our efforts on creating an amazing e commerce website. I had the idea of Color Bar, which I had done in a wholesale setting. I wanted to put that digitally online for a customer. This is before Nike ID. This is before any of those others were (laughs) out there. And then I wanted to open a retail store so that I could talk with her directly, so I could learn from her to make sure I'm making products that she loves and is happy with. And so we opened our first retail store. We put our, our offices above it, so we all had to walk through that store every day And that was an incredible lesson because I think I would have just stayed moving along. We weren't, you know, we were doing well. I was paying the bills. Everything was fine. And then the recession hits and it's like the whole carpet gets swept out from underneath you. And you had, I had to pivot, quickly had to pivot. So when the pandemic hit, it was like my muscle memory came back of, you know, (laughs) uh uh-oh, I remember how this feels. The rug just got pulled out from under us again. And we were doing our things. We had our budget. We had our plan. And quickly, we had to go, whoa, this today, this morning when we woke up is not what we thought it was going to be. And we have two options. We give up and we are just going to let this pandemic take over our business uh, and or we're going to be agile. We're going to figure out how to fight through this. And and actually, I believe we are made our company better through this. We are going to come out of this pandemic as a stronger, better company. Uh, And it's forced us to do some things quicker, differently than we would have done otherwise. And so again, as crazy as it sounds, I really do believe that so many times the struggles, the hardships, those things in business and in life, uh, there is a silver lining and it causes us, it kind of wakes us up a little bit. And uh, it it definitely has really done a lot for us at Kendra Scott. And even just us as a team, uh, the teamwork, the family, The way that we have bound together through this and with our customer, uh, Mm -hmm. it's really been something I I, it's hard to even put into words, quite honestly.
0: Yes. When you look at those projections and what you were anticipating for 2020 um, and where I guess maybe things will land, how how would you say they compare? (laughs) Well, right now we're
1: about nine percent off of last year, which uh, I'll share with you because I think it's an incredible achievement. (laughs) That's great. Honestly, (laughs) Uh, you know, for us. We basically had to take our budget and our plans and we had to say, okay, let's, we got to scrape this, right? 2020. We got back down to the drawing table. And, and again, we were planning week by week, Jill. I mean, I couldn't even put out a three month plan, um, you know, in March. I couldn't say what did I know if the stores would be open? We had no idea the impact that was going to be happening. We had no idea, uh, you know, what we were facing. So, We've been really, as a company, just taking it honestly, week by week. In some cases, day by day, um, yes. you know, with the elect, the elections and you know the social injustice that we were all struggling with and dealing with this year. There were so many things that we didn't know that were around the corner that we would have to uh, not just react to, but how do we participate in it? How do we make sure we're doing our part to stay true to our customer, to our to our core values. So it's been, you know, every day it's, it's, I think that's an important lesson is the best laid plans can sometimes get disrupted. 2020 was a huge game over disrupt, um, year and we're literally taking it still week by week. Uh, I'm hopeful as we continue out, you know, this is our Super Bowl. it's fourth quarter, it's the holidays. Uh, it's such an important time for our customer that we can continue to, uh, pivot and, and get to where she needs to go by being creative. We started our own same day delivery. We've got little yellow cars running around in Texas cities delivering uh, sparkle <laughs> delivery to our customers. She can get sparkle in two hours because I'm like, you know what? If she can't get out to the store, she doesn't feel comfortable leaving. We're going to bring that joy right to her doorstep. Uh yeah. so we're trying to do creative things to just be prepared uh yeah. for whatever might come our way over the next few months uh or if it's another year we'll see right we just have to take it day by day.
0: Yes you you're come you've come so close to your 2019 numbers. What what has she been buying? Is it about like something to put a smile on her face is it about something to have to look chic on Zoom? Like what is she buying? <laughs> <laughs> well really all of the above you know it's been really
1: fun because I read every customer comment on instagram like I'm all about it I want to know what she likes and what she's thinking or what she's doing we've done some instagram lives where customers could participate and find out what's happening in her world we've had mothers groups because there's a lot of us moms out there that are trying to like figure things out and it is a combination I mean one thing I love about our brand is it's a very giftable brand uh, we want the butterfly release when you get that yellow box. And the reason we're yellow is it's sunshine, it's happiness, it's joy. Uh, Our packaging is beautiful. The product is beautiful. So we've seen so much gift giving during this pandemic. Friends who weren't able to celebrate birthdays together like they typically do, Uh, you know, sisters, you know, family members, women who have been in the hospital giving birth and their friends can't get there. They're just trying to give her something to make her feel better. So much gift giving. And Yeah, she buys something for herself in that basket usually too, (laughs) but I've just loved being in our distribution center and seeing all the sweet messages of love and them sending this to people they care about to just brighten their day. And I love that about our brand. I I think that's one of the really special things about it. Like we've have engraveables now with, you know, that she's able to engrave something special. We can even engrave on the stone. And it's just been really sweet to see the gifts that that, that people are giving each other right now.
0: Yes, let's dig into holiday. Your approach this year, as opposed to last year, what's what's unique this year? So we're saying spread joy, <laughs> what yeah. we just talked about, and it is about
1: spreading joy. Uh, we really want this holiday. We, you know, this has been a rough year for everybody. And the holidays is really a time to celebrate your family, celebrate the people that you love, to be grateful uh, for where we are, where we're at, that hopefully we're healthy, Um, and just to spread joy to families. There's a lot of people suffering right now. And, and we really, as a brand, that's been the focus. And so you'll see that in our stores. Uh, you'll see it on web. You'll see us sharing a lot of uh, stories of, of love and hope. And, you know, that's going to only continue. There's going to be yellow Santa Clauses running all over, uh, the United States <laughs> trying to spread joy this holiday season.
0: That is so cute. What's been your approach to um, discounting promotions um, in a typical time and also around the holidays? You know, we've had to be, you know, creative this year.
1: And we want to keep, we understand everybody is, you know, financially, this is a different year for all of us. And so really trying to be thoughtful about what we're doing from a promotional standpoint. But again, listening to our customer, and we've been doing, just recently did a really great, you know, buy a piece and get a piece because we realize we have so many customers who are gift giving. So we thought, well, what a better way to do that than to be able to allow her to buy something and then be able to gift something to someone she cares about. So creating promotions around our customer and how she is living and what she needs. Uh, our Kendra Gives Back events are not promotional, but they give 20% back to nonprofits. It's incredible how many of our customers participate in those types of events because they want to feel good about what they're buying and that it's not just they're buying a product, they know that they're also making a difference at the same time. So our philosophy is a little different maybe than some companies because of that philanthropic arm that is so strong to the Kendra Scott brand. But it's really important to our customers as well. Uh, You know, we had Kendra Days, which was the first time this year we've done that, where customers were able to earn Kendra cash with a K, (laughs) Jill, uh, to be able to spend on future purchases for this holiday season. So if they were buying other gifts or other things, then they could get this bonus now to be able to use towards their gift giving purchases. So again, just fun, creative ways to engage our customers, get them excited about holiday and to really understand where they are right now.
0: Right on. Well, last question. If you had to, I don't know, bold calls for 2021, what's going to happen next year? Do you even (laughs) attempt to make a prediction? You know, Jill, I would love
1: if somebody could tell me that. 2021, all I can say is it's got to be different and better, right, than 2020. <laughs> uh, you know, look, I'm, ex- I'm excited for 2021. I'm excited for the future. Uh, I wake up every morning. I think about, like, what I'm grateful for. I think we have so much to be Positive and excited for. You know, I was recently on Shark Tank and I got to see the entrepreneurial spirit in front of me, and it is not dead. It is alive more than ever. And the fight in the American people and their love for life and love for business and each other, uh, I think, has, has shined so bright. And I think it's going to only shine brighter in 2021. Uh, as a business owner and retailer, I'm excited uh, for this upcoming year. And hopefully, we're going to get to connect more in person. Which is something that I'm really hopeful for. If I have one dream, it's that I get to uh, hug people again in 2021.
0: Yes, please. Oh my gosh, (laughs) Kendra. (laughs) Right on. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Jill. Take care. It was great talking to you. You too. That's all for this episode, which was produced by Pierre Bienname. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please head to the review section on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast to give us a rating and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.